The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. As uh, Sounds like my voice was not Man, ready for the day here. Holy it smokes. It got you about four seconds before the show started. Yeah, it really and, did. And it really, really did. I thought you were going to be fine, <clears throat> and then turns out maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Normally I can I can get it going, but man, I, it hit me as the intro literally was getting done. So uh, we could try that again. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. It's Friday. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we are 50 days away from Auburn football kicking off. That's right. We are down to just 50 days. I cannot believe it. Uh, It'll be here before you know it. Uh, So we're going to talk a lot of Auburn football today. We're going to continue to preview SEC Media Days, which starts on Monday in Nashville. Uh, Of course, we are going to, as we've been trying to tell you all week long, uh, there is nowhere else to be rather than ESPN 106.7, ESPNAU.com, and the ESPN 106.7 app all next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Doug or the Max Roundtable will be there. I will be there for On the Line, and Dan Peck will be there from The Drive. Uh, Carter will be here in studio for our show. Bill Cameron will be here for The Drive for their show. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have so much great content for you next week. Seven straight hours of, of local coverage for SEC Media Days. Uh, excited to uh, to do it again. Excited to bring you some really, really good uh, interviews and guests and audio. And so really, really excited uh, for that. I can go ahead and tell you uh, that we will uh, be working extremely hard to get, uh, again, just the biggest names that are going to be there. Some audio, trying to get some coaches and players to join the show as well. So really excited for Media Days next uh, next week, once again, in Nashville this year. So excited Excited for that. And again, here on ESPN 106.7, seven straight hours of local coverage from Radio Row. You can't beat it and don't want to be anywhere else. So we'll talk about Media Days today. Uh, Also, we have a massive announcement in case you missed it. Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, Also, we'll talk about what a successful SEC Media Days would sound like. We asked Daryl that question yesterday, and I want us to give our answers on it, on what a successful SEC Media Days would sound like for Hugh freeze in Auburn on Tuesday there in Nashville so uh, I think if if we talk about those things then uh, Jack Hutton joins us in hour number two and he is so excited because we are drafting our Auburn football teams for 2023 is this the most excited Jack has been to come on the show I think so I really do think so I think it's the most excited he's been in a long time and so uh, I honestly don't even know the format he wants to do this in I'm gonna let him come in here and just sort of run this thing and we'll see what we can do and uh, we'll draft who we would like on our 
2023 Auburn football team. So that's what's coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Phone lines are open. Let's let's hope Jack does a better job being the commissioner of this draft than he does say the fantasy baseball league yeah. that he and I are a part of that yeah. I had to basically commandeer the the um commissionership so I could get the league off the ground I heard about all that yeah see I don't play fantasy baseball I can't keep up with it enough I try I know Bill and Dan and those guys do as well but they play special like they do some they do some they in-depth play NL stuff. only I did not know that they play NL only. Okay. See, I because don't. Because it makes it harder. I like fantasy. I like football um, because I can check it once or twice a week and be good to go. And I'm obviously watching sports and keeping up with it. I just can't keep up with fantasy enough. Um, one of my best friends in high school, he has been in a massive fantasy league for like 10 years. And it's a like it's a in nationwide football, league. I've, I have one with, with my uh, buddies. But, this this but. isn't even just football. This is like everything. And you start with guys that are in college and you build them up through, through the NFL and then through hockey, baseball. Like it's a year-long thing. It is insane. Like it, it's crazy. I don't even know the, the depth of it. I don't even understand what that even. Me neither. I really don't understand okay. it. I just know that you like you almost like scout college players and then you build them up and you can draft them. Obviously, when they get to the pros, I don't know. He does fantasy year long and he's the most committed that I've ever met in my entire life. I don't do that. I play fantasy football and, and that's about it. But um, again, happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. Lots to talk about today. Went through the rundown and. In case you were not listening late yesterday afternoon to The Drive, uh, Steve Witten, our wonderful GM here at Auburn Network, hopped on their show yesterday and uh, finally made the announcement, something we've been holding on to for quite some time, uh, something that has been in the works for a little bit. It has just become final. And... We are excited because here at Auburn Network, we have our six radio stations in the area, four music stations, our news talk station, and our sports talk station. And we are excited because a pen has been put to paper. Auburn Network has secured the rights to serve as Auburn Opelika's official flagship stations of the Auburn Sports Network over the next five years, beginning with the upcoming Auburn University football season. What that means is... Auburn University football, men's basketball, and weekly Tiger Talk coaches show on Thursday night will now be on Wings 94.3. That is our classic rock station here at Auburn Network. So again, Auburn University football, men's basketball, and Tiger Talk will be on Wings 94.3. And then Auburn University women's basketball and baseball will now be on AU100. That's 100.3 FM. Uh, So that will be women's basketball and Auburn baseball will now be on AU100. 100. Uh, We are super excited to have the Auburn Tigers playing back on our stations. Uh, If you're super excited about it like we are, I definitely want to make sure we plug. uh, If you're a business out there, business owner, part of a business that may want to be involved with this, uh, we would love to uh, have you advertise during the games. All you need to do, send an email to info at aunetwork.com and we'll get in touch with you. Again, that's info at aunetwork.com. If you're in interesting in advertising during the games this year and of course war eagle to that Uh, so we are excited again to become the auburn opelika official flagship stations of the auburn sports network wings 94.3 and au 100 carter how exciting is it for us to be back in the building and have the auburn sports network here oh it's huge it's i mean 
it just is another thing that makes um, our network here, our network of stations, stronger. Uh, gives us maybe a little more access to our friends over there, uh, Andy Burcham and Brad Law, which mm-hmm. is exciting, no doubt. Um, and that's something that uh, that's something that Steve uh, was able to uh, to get is the fact that we will be able to have Andy and Brad on our shows periodically and, and consistently I think and so excited for that uh, they uh, they said that they would do their best to accommodate and try to get us maybe coaches players we'll see how that goes right no promises on that but uh, the big thing is if you are in Auburn Opelika and on Saturday afternoons if you want to listen to Auburn football with the Auburn Sports Network you tune in to Wings 94.3 our classic rock station here with Auburn Network so very very excited for that we've been waiting and wanting to announce that and glad we we were able to do it uh, they announced it yesterday on the drive we wanted to go ahead and start telling you about it we will remind you numerous numerous times because uh, 50 days away is not very long so we've got a lot of work to do we've got a lot of work to do to promote it and we're excited to be able to bring you that here at the Auburn Network now home of the Auburn Sports Network so again excited for that one more reminder that football men's basketball and the weekly Tiger Talk coaches show on Thursday nights that will all be over on Wings 94-3 and then Auburn University women's basketball and Auburn University baseball will now be airing on AU100 and some of you may be asking or, or saying to yourself well what about softball well Auburn University softball and this is really really cool Auburn University yep. softball will now be broadcasted on Weagle 91.1 FM which that is the student radio station at Auburn University so those students will now have the opportunity on top of Auburn soccer Auburn volleyball Auburn club hockey I know they've dipped into Auburn lacrosse and some of the intramural sports Uh, they will now have the opportunity in the spring to broadcast Auburn University softball and I think that is a really really cool thing uh, for for us Carter you and I guys that both went through Weagle uh, and, and got our start in radio in that student organization uh, it's a really really cool factor that those students get to call Auburn softball now yeah 100 percent. I mean that's a great place to uh put it and makes shines a, li- a little, little bit of a brighter light on that station uh and maybe we'll get those those students involved um a little bit more attention and and help them with with their careers yeah. that are just starting out yeah absolutely in the spring you know it seemed like my time at Weagle it, it slowed down a hair just because there was no – Weagle didn't have any rights to broadcast university sports in the spring. You had soccer in the fall and volleyball throughout the, the winter, but uh, you didn't – it fall, winter. But you didn't really have – anything in the spring and so now Auburn University softball will be exclusively on Weagle 91.1 FM but here at Auburn Network and our family of stations Wings 94.3 and AU 100 those are the two stations you need to mark down of course ESPN 106.7 as well but we talk about it they'll air on the other station so very very excited to bring you that so that's the big announcement for today wanted to tell everybody tell tell your family tell your friends we want to tell the world that we now have the rights to the Auburn Sports Network here at Auburn Network. But with that, Carter, again, we're 50 days away, man. We are 50 days away from the start of Auburn football. And we asked our listeners and followers on Twitter earlier today, uh, we said, which games are you most excited for this season? It can be an Auburn game. It can be any other game. But we can start with Auburn here for a minute and just talk about this schedule. Which games are you most excited for when you get into this 2023 season? 
Oh, well, I mean, games that I think I'm most excited for. Right off the bat, I go to that A&M game because I think that one's so critical. Uh, and then Ole Miss and the Iron Bowl are probably my three right now. Yeah. I'm not going to say Georgia until I feel better that Auburn <laughs> can actually go out there and compete for 60 minutes with them. Which is fair. Um, you know, I look at the schedule for Auburn, and and look, I'm just excited for the season to get started. And, of course, an extra level of excitement now that we have the rights to the sports network, and we're excited to bring you that. Uh, but really just excited for the season to start all together. I mean, I'm ready for Auburn to get back in Jordan-Hare Stadium. I think the the atmosphere is going to be uh, just a lot of fun, and I think the support is going to be massive in Game 1 for Hugh Freeze and this Auburn football program. And you've, you've seen the numbers about the university putting out that they have sold out of their season tickets. They've broken the record for season ticket sales. Uh, so you can already tell that the Auburn fan base, the Auburn family is excited for football season as we are 50 days away. Let's get to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Shane, you're on the line, man. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, I, I think you just said it, but I, I'm truthfully excited for the very first game. Um, just to get out there and see the new look, see the new new coaches, see the new players, see how it's going to look. Like we. I, we, we've seen Hugh Freeze's systems in the past with other teams, but we haven't seen it with this staff and this team and this and these players. So it could be a little different. And um, I just I'm just super excited just to see us play uh, this Brent with this new this new feel of optimism, getting out from under that Harson cloud. It just was a stink yep. for two years, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it felt like we just we were carrying backpacks of. of, of for, for a year and a half. Yeah, it, it was it was like, a it was a dark time, and I think that uh, I think already you've seen Hugh Freeze and the entire Auburn uh, athletics department really sort of pull this out of that dark time, and you can already see the light that's been shown on the program. You know when when um, when Chizik got hired, there was a little bit of back you know backlash, but but he won everybody over. You know he 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 he, he really did belong here. He was a good Auburn guy. And he did well here, obviously. Um, not well enough for longevity, but still. Right. Gus got here. You could feel it. I mean, it was a, it's a different feel. When Brian Harson got here, I immediately hated it. I was so, so mad that, that we went this, this weird route of Boise, like, like across the country but to a guy that's never even, you know, stepped foot here. It, it, it didn't fit from the beginning. And, um, and I'm glad all that just kind of swept away, uh, you know, like the whole everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like no offense to the Alan Green and that whole everybody in that situation is gone. So now it's like uh, like a for real and this should be refreshed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it should have been. So right. It, it just feels really positive right now. Uh, actually, all the sports kind of feel feeling positive, but football in particular because that's our bread. You know, that's our money maker here and 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 that's what i grew up loving auburn football i, I, I actually grew up in auburn went to high school college here and everything so awesome it, it means a lot it means more than just it's a team it's it's like it's my home right it hurts when, when we aren't doing well and and uh and it's and it's so much the opposite when we're doing well and 
and it feels like we're on that route. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what has gotten Auburn fans excited. It's almost like he stepped in, and it was it was a, a hit the reset button, right? It, it was a it was a, a breath of fresh air, if you will, for lack of a better term. And and I think his success off the field early and often really really helps that. Uh, I think if the the success on the field comes, which I think it will, uh, that's only going to uh, really get the fans even more excited, especially for the fans here in Auburn and Opelika, where it almost felt like it was it hurt even more because we were right here on it, right? We were right here in all of the midst of, of all the, the stuff going That's on, right. and a fan like yourself, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now, uh, Shane, they, they feel the exact same way you do. Hey, well, one last thing, and I'll let you go. I know you got break. Um, you know, when it was coming down to who was going to be our coach, and there were some people that really wanted Kissing for some reason. And um, if I had, I was, you can ask whoever, you know, you can ask people around me. I really liked Hugh Freeze versus Kiffin because of their, their personalities. I don't, I don't like Kiffin's, you know, he's too cocky and whatnot. And Hugh Freeze seems like he got that second chance. He's going to do, he's going to do, he's going to play, he's going to be the, the best that he possibly can mm-hmm. for that next team that took that chance with him. You know, and I think he's going to be here for a long while and he's going to do really well for a long while. War Eagle, guys. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate the call, it. Shane. Good to hear from you. 334-321-1390. I kind of got to the point during the coaching search, there's so much buzz about Kiffin. I kind of was – had pendulum swung to the point where it was, you know, I don't really care about the fit. I just think it would be really funny and awesome. Now, when- <laughs> having said that, that was the wrong mentality. Hugh Freeze is so much better than, than Lane Kiffin ever would have been. Doesn't that coaching search feel like it was years ago? Doesn't it feel yeah. like Hugh Freeze, even though he hasn't coached a game here, it feels like he's been here for a couple of years already just because of the success, like I was telling Shane, the success that he's already had off the field and the complete 180 of the mindset of the program and the direction of the program and the confidence and the happiness of the fans just that we hear on this show and on this station and out in the community, I mean, it really has been a complete 180, and it seems like he's been here for years, and that's what you want for a guy that's stepping into the door of oh, a yeah. football program that was down and out. Yeah, I mean, this is this he is the right person in terms of mentality, effort, plan, and executing that plan to turn this around. There's nobody that I would feel more comfortable with having seen what has taken place here over the last eight months. What he's done in the last eight months has has been nothing short of amazing. And he'll have a chance to talk about that next week at SEC Media Days. When we come back, we'll talk some out some more about SEC Media Days. Our question of the day, outside of Hugh Freeze, because we are going to talk about him in just a little bit, what other coaches are you excited to hear from? And what do you want to hear from certain coaches next week in Nashville? 334-321-1390. We'll talk about it on the other side. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502.
All right, question of the day here on the Friday edition of On the Line. That was a much better introduction right there. Voices is back to normal, I think. I don't know. You just need a little water during the break. Well, I've been drinking water all day. (laughs) I don't know what my problem is, but that was much better. Uh, Question of the day here on the Friday edition of On the Line. With SEC Media Days coming up next week, we're going to talk about what we want to hear from Hugh Freeze and the Auburn players coming up in just a few minutes. But outside of Hugh Freeze, Carter, uh, which coaches are you most interested to hear from and why what do you want to hear from certain coaches next week in nashville i mean from an auburn perspective i want um there to be some perspective to be like hey you know we're gonna go out there we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna execute our plan we're gonna play hard we're gonna we're gonna play our brand of football I don't want Auburn to say anything that makes headlines. Right. And, and we'll I, I talk. Want, I want Auburn to, if anything, downplay the season. Mm-hmm. Do what Billy Napier did going into year one. Um, just maybe don't somehow fall short of that. Right. Yeah. Maybe try to actually win some games and stuff. And, and again, we can, we can, I want us to have more time to talk about the Auburn side of things because I feel like there's a lot we can break down with that, especially the storylines with Hugh Freeze in general. But, other than him, who who do you think, which who is the first coach to take a shot at another school? Um, I know. I mean, I know the easy answer. It'll be Jimbo on Monday. Well, I mean, in terms of order of when stuff happens, it may happen first. But, Lane but, Kiffin's but, the easy answer. Lane Kiffin's taking a shot at Auburn as soon as he gets on a mic. But the problem is, Lane Kiffin's not till Thursday, so yes. he'll have to wait. But the first coach to do it because of Kiffin order will is, be Jimbo. If we rank them in order of coaches most likely to take a shot at another team, Lane one, Jimbo two, Jimbo two, sneaky couple here, sneaky couple, Shane Beamer and Stoops because they hate each other. Um, Do you think Napier has any any guts to say something? No. (laughs) Why would you? I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, I'll say this. Brian Kelly, if he's feeling it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing with Brian Kelly is if he's smart, he will go into this thing on Monday at SEC Media Days and he will answer the questions. He'll keep to himself and he'll just, he won't try to shine a whole bunch of light because you better watch out, LSU's coming. Speaking of Media Days and other conferences, did you see Brent Venables at Oklahoma just randomly taking a couple shots at Miami? Yeah, I did see that. Why? I have no idea. Saying, no oh, idea. I mean, I mean, it, if we had lost to Middle Tennessee, or if we had lost to to Florida State, forty-five-three. Hang on, champ. You lost to Texas, forty-nine nothing. And he wasn't the only one taking shots. Remember, Chris Gordy was talking yesterday about TCU picking fights with Missouri, like. <laughs> Cool, good one. You picked the second worst team in the conference, probably the worst team in the conference, to pick a fight with. TCU, I'm on board. I've been (laughs) saying that recently. What are they good at? What have they brought to the table? But that has nothing to do with Big 12 media days. SEC championship in any sport uh, in a decade when they won it in women's women's volleyball in their second year. I'm not saying they're wrong, but why are we picking fights with Missouri at Big 12 media days? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> like we what? all can go kick iowa state when they're down sure <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but 
By yeah, the way, I think BYU is about to have the worst time in that conference just because I don't I don't feel like they fit. I don't feel like they're no. ready for air quotes power five football. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. But uh, no, I think next week when you look at the coaches who are going to be there, if again if Brian Kelly's smart, he's the first one to go on Monday. He can set the tone and basically let everybody know we're coming. If you're LSU, because they are, I think Jimbo will obviously have something to say because he's going to be dodging bullets all day long. Is he? They're going to ask him about being on the hot seat. They're going to ask him about his recruiting class and not being able to turn talent into wins. He's going to answer those questions once again. Uh, I think. When we'll talk about Hugh Freeze and Auburn in just a few minutes. Kirby, we talked about this yesterday with uh, Jordan, or on Wednesday with Jordan Hill, uh, how Kirby's going to have to, he's going to have to fend off some questions. Same thing with Nick Saban at Alabama. They're going to have to fend off some off-field issue questions. Billy Napier's going to get the hot Say, seat Saban's questions. Saban's majority n- not about necessarily his team and just about the Alabama athletic department. Right, exactly. Which is so unique because and he's probably the only coach that would get questions like that well not in the country because david braun is what well, that's about his program too the the new northwestern interim yeah yeah he would get he would get questions he um, uh, he got named interim head coach basically because he was the only guy that wasn't on staff like in December. Mm-hmm. You know what's a sneaky good day at Media Days next week? Thursday. Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss, Shane Beamer of South Carolina, Josh Heupel of Tennessee. That's a really good day on the final one. Yeah. I don't think Heupel's this big personality. He's not, but he has a lot to talk about I, with a Tennessee I'm program excited. on the rise. I'm excited for the Josh Heupel-Shane Beamer cage match for the Oklahoma job here in a year. Maybe it'll come up next week. We'll talk Auburn and Hugh Freeze and what we want to hear from them at Media Days. Coming up. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on a Friday afternoon during On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He is Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067. Well, talking about SEC media days because it will be the biggest storyline in all of college football come this time next week and earlier next week, Monday through Thursday in Nashville. Uh, for SEC Media Days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And reminder, we will all be there. All the shows will be there. Uh, We have seven straight hours of coverage at SEC Media Days. Doug of the Max Roundtable, myself from On the Line, and then Dan Peck of The Drive. And so excited to uh, bring you excellent, excellent content all week long at SEC Media Days. And so, Carter, we were talking about the the other coaches in the SEC that we were wanting to hear from, what they could possibly say, and we can still talk about that a little bit and what we're going to hear next week at SEC Media Days, but I asked Daryl Dapperich yesterday a question uh, that he gave a really good answer to, and I want us to kind of talk about this as well. With Hugh Freeze going to his first SEC Media Days as Auburn's head coach, given the things that have happened in the past, given the things that when Shane was talking about the coaching search, right, why there was a big group of Auburn fans that did not want Hugh Freeze as their head coach, right? All of that stuff is going to come up at some point on Tuesday afternoon when Hugh Freeze takes the podium and makes his rounds at SEC Media Days. But the question that I asked Daryl Dappert that I want us to talk about is this. 
What does a successful SEC Media Days 2023 sound like for Auburn football with Hugh Freeze and the three players that'll be in attendance? What is that going to sound like in your mind? I think it's just, it's very business-like. It's very, um, it's very, hey, we're going to control what we, we can control. We're going to execute our scheme. We're going to execute our plan. We're going to play really hard. We're going to be fast physical. It's going to be a lot of cliche answers. Coach speak, if uh, you will. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, that Auburn needs to do exactly that because I think the last thing you need to do is go rattle the cages of everybody in the conference and just put up some bulletin board material, especially when Hugh Freeze is going to be under a microscope especially early at Auburn, just because there's a lot of people that don't want him to succeed. There's, I mean, there's people in the Auburn fan base that don't want him to, to succeed. Which yeah, but I mean, and that's with that's with every coach, I think, because you can't you can't please everybody, right? With when who you hire and who you play or whatever. Um, I think that a lot of people would say. Okay, Hugh, let's go to Nashville. Let's get in and let's get out, right? Let's get in, do what we got to do, and then get out. Let's, like you mentioned, let's not ruffle any feathers. Let's not, uh, let's not make anybody mad. Let's not go too deep into the things that have happened in your past. And I think he did a good job at that. Remember when he had his introductory press conference with Auburn football? Uh, he addressed those things, right? Because it's the elephant in the room, if you will. I mean, these things are going to come up in some way, shape, or form. I think the best way for Hugh to handle handle it not that I'm a PR person but uh, I think the best way for him to to handle it is don't address it unless it's brought up and then as soon as it is because it will happen answer the question shut it down and basically say that's all I'm going to speak on this this is this is where I'm at this is what happened whatever however he would want to put it but basically I want Hugh Freeze to address it shut it down and move on oftentimes like we see Nick Saban do with questions that he doesn't want to answer time and time and time again where we've seen quarterback battles or how we're going to see this next week when it comes to the athletic department everything going on with Alabama um, I think you're going to see Nick Saban do that because that's what he does so well I think Hugh Freeze should do that answer the question and be honest about it which I think he will be but pretty much make a narrative of Today is not going to be a full day of you asking me about what happened in the past. Let's talk about Auburn football. Let's talk about what we've done in the eight months that I've been here. And let's talk about the football we're going to play in less than 50 days when he takes the podium on Tuesday. I think that's what he should do. I hope that's what he does do. And really put the media on notice and put the SEC on notice. Like, hey, I'm here and I'm ready to go. And here's a reminder of what we've done so far. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that'll be... Um, probably what needs to happen, what we will see. Um, I guess, so Auburn's on, is Auburn on Tuesday? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Yep, Tuesday afternoon. Is there anybody in front of Auburn that could try to make some statements that could fire up? Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Auburn players? Uh, Kirby is before him. I, I believe Kirby smarts in the morning. Georgia. I just, I... I don't think he ruffles any feathers, though. I don't Unless, think he, he... Why would he go out of his way to to say something about Auburn and Hugh Freeze? They haven't done anything to him yet. <laughs> like, Auburn hasn't done anything to Georgia, and especially Hugh Freeze when he's been here. Nothing's happened. Like, 
sure you're trying to go and get some recruits but like I don't think Georgia would have anything to say uh, about that. Um, the other ones on that day are uh, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. So it's pretty much Auburn, Georgia, and no offense to State and Vanderbilt, but again, Clark Lee's guaranteeing a win versus Auburn. There I like Clark Lee a lot, though. I, I know I just kind of, kind of yes, dumped I mean, on him, but I like Clark Lee a lot. He's got the right attitude to be a Vanderbilt coach. You, if you go in to be the head coach of Vanderbilt and you accept mediocrity. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be a mediocre, bad program if you go in with that mindset. But at least credit to the guy who stepped in there and said, I'm going to do whatever it takes and be the hardest worker in the room to try and make Vanderbilt football relevant again. Does he actually believe they're going to be national champions? No, but he's at least going to try. And I give him a heck of a lot more credit than somebody who would just take the paycheck and allow Vanderbilt football to be whatever it's been the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I respect Clark Lee a lot for that. I really, really do. And he was very well spoken last year at SEC Media Days. Is is Tuesday the worst day in terms of just like you're not gonna get like Hugh's not gonna say any anything that's that worthy of a quote, I don't think. I think that's gonna be by design. I think he's got the best personality of the four that are, that are going to be there on He's got uh, the best personality Tuesday. for sure. And I think, and, and, I think and Tuesday too, is is the snooziest day of the week it could be but i think chris was telling us this yesterday chris gordy of locked on sec one thing that's exciting about sec media days and if you do get the opportunity to sit down with some of these coaches and players on radio row is you get the chance and even with the players because last year they had them off on side podiums and they did their own you could go up and interview players one-on-one which was really really neat the interesting thing about this is You get to know the personal side of these people, right? You get to ask them a straight-up question. Hey, what do you do when you're not playing football, right? What is Hugh Freeze like off the field? What's Kirby Smart like when you're not talking football? Like, what do you and the guys like to do when you're not talking football? Like, those types of questions... How you know? How'd you grow up? Does your family come to the games? Those types of things that you don't get to ask them in a post-game press conference—that's part of what SEC Media Days is for. I think a lot of people lose that. I think a lot of people forget about that. They're trying to—they're trying to get a coach and say, get them to say something. You know, get them to say something that's gonna make a bunch of noise. But I need—that's what—that's the fun part of it for me. I need sliced bread to write a new A and M article be- between now and Monday, and they very well might. I, I want I want an, an irate Jimbo Fisher on a microphone talking about sliced bread. I think he's always just mad on a microphone. He always has something to well, say. Well, so last year media days, remember he kind of came in. Oh yeah, hat in hand, and he was mopping up the situation where he had the press conference and went off and said. Alabama and Nick Saban were a bunch of cheaters and and he learned it the right way under Bobby Bowden and and but he also learned Nick Saban's way working under him and he he doesn't walk on water and all this stuff and boy it would be really fun if somebody could do something to cuz I feel like he is one of those people that reacts kind of just reacts and says things before he thinks sometimes could be yeah and i want somebody to rattle jimbo before he gets like he's gonna get like, he is gonna get some somebody, rattled. somebody drop something 
15 minutes before he sits down in front of the mic, in, in front of a mic. But see, I don't even think you have to do that because Jimbo's going to get. Are you fit to coach at A&M? Can you win a national championship at Texas A&M? Are you on the hot seat at Texas A&M? Those questions will happen at SEC Media Days, I promise you. And how he answers them is going to be really interesting. I want to know how he's, his relationship with Bobby Petrino is doing. Somebody's going to ask about that, to too. Because I want to know... If I get the chance, I'll ask about it, buddy. I'll ask about, I'll ask about the relationship. Did you and, and Bobby grab a drink after work and reminisce about the day do y'all are y'all do, do y'all go get coffee together in the mornings <laughs> somebody will ask i'm sure i'm sure they will but but again that's what again media days is just fun to they have a motorcycle club maybe they do <laughs> maybe they don't you never know you could ask somebody might ask maybe maybe i'll ask it I will pay you money if you ask if you ask Jimbo Fisher if he and Bobby Petrino have a motorcycle club. I don't think the money's worth it. I don't think the money's worth it. That's a great way to make a name for for yourself at Media Days, buddy. That's the wrong name you want to make. That's the wrong impact you want to make at SEC Media Days. Let me be the first to tell you that. Um, but with Auburn, yes. So uh, Vanderbilt, Georgia, go Tuesday morning, and then Auburn, Mississippi State in the afternoon. And with Auburn, Hugh Freeze again. Go in, handle your business, but pump up your program because I think a lot of people around the SEC, the same way Auburn fans have felt before Hugh Freeze got here, a lot of people in the SEC don't respect Auburn. I don't think they they really That's know. That's true because... They don't know what Auburn could be. They forget what Auburn could do in this conference. And I somebody, think this is a perfect opportunity for Hugh Freeze to remind people of that. I mean, within reason. I don't, I don't, I don't think you should go out there and be like, we're going 12-0. No, no, and but, nobody can stop but us. But you know what I mean. Like, yes, take yes, the yes, past yes. four or five years, Auburn has been not really relevant when it comes to SEC winners because of all the things that have happened especially the last three years that's the bad taste in the mouth of everybody around the sec you were relevant for eight weeks in 2021 you were and then bonex breaks his ankle and nobody everybody forgets how to everybody on that staff maybe maybe they didn't know how to coach but they forgot how to coach and uh the wheels fell off but i think okay i mean if I think you can do that. You can you can say, "Hey, we really like what we're doing. Uh, we're bringing Auburn back." But there is this disrespect nationally and in the SEC for to all, towards Auburn. Right nationally, now. especially, that's a really like, good point. Look at the the quarterback rankings for the SEC that we've seen in the past week and a half. Look at the ESPN FPI that has Auburn remarkably low. Um, Look at top 50 players list in the SEC. Auburn has one. Yeah. Somebody showed me uh, the college football Reddit page on the Auburn at Cal thread. And everybody thinks it's like a toss-up game that Cal should win. And it's like, guys, I'm not sure about this. (laughs) I'm not. I think we are forgetting what Hugh Freeze can do in terms of revamping a roster. We are forgetting what Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery, Kent Austin can do creating an offense. And he'll have a chance to remind people of that Auburn, because, again... Auburn has more talent. 
Yeah, I I think people are sleeping on Auburn in football and basketball. Yeah, as a program. I just think Auburn's getting disrespected. Again, not that they're going to go, like you said, they're not going to win the national championship, but they are going to be better and remind people that Auburn – is a competitor in this conference and I think Hugh Freeze can use what he's already done to show that I guarantee he'll talk about the new football facility I guarantee he'll talk about the season tickets being sold out I guarantee he talks about the recruiting they've already done and the work that they are already doing and it would be a mistake to not uh, to not mention all of those things and I think he should I think he will it's a perfect opportunity to do that you have one day to tell not just the SEC, but the entire country because everybody watches SEC Media Days. It is a, it's not just SEC, it is college football media day, in my opinion, I because almost, everybody. I almost dropped a Tim Tebow reference there. 30 minutes for the uh, rest of yeah, our lives. for the rest of our lives, yeah. Well, the whole country pays attention, and Auburn and Hugh Freeze have a chance to, to remind people who they are. Yes, 100%. And I'm I'm excited, man. I, yeah, I, it'll be a lot of fun. There may not be any crazy quotes from Auburn, but I think it's something that should instill a little bit of uh, confidence heading into this 2023 season. Well, we'll see what they say. Of course, we will. Uh, the shows will be there next week. Seven hours every single day of coverage from SEC Media Days. The Max Roundtable on the line and the drive. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Hour number one before Jack Cudden steps in to talk Auburn football and draft our Auburn football teams for 2023. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. Wrapping up our number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line as we are talking just a little bit of baseball because baseball's back. It's been gone for a few days with the uh, all-star break, but uh, Braves back in action this weekend along with the rest of Major League Baseball. And um, it's good to have baseball back. It's one of the few sports actually going on right now. Uh, But Atlanta taking on Chicago, the White Sox this weekend. Uh, If you remember, in case you forgot, the Braves are the best team in baseball with a 60 and 29 record coming out of the all-star break Ronald Acuna Jr. one of the best players in all of Major League Baseball and the and the Braves really just have one of the best lineups in all of baseball as well yeah and um there's the fun extra thing going on because it's been a talked about thing for a long time the Angels are listening to trade offers for Otani it's about time could Otani be an Atlanta Brave no. Is, is okay. Is tr- let's <laughs> the, talk the about quick this. answer. Is no. trading for Otani worth it right now for the Braves? No, I don't think it is. I really, really don't. And here's why: if the Braves were to go after Shohei Otani, and let's say that they f- were able to put together a deal and land him, you would be trading away everything, and I mean everything, because that's what Shohei Otani is up worth at the end of this year, right? Uh, I believe so. I believe it's up, but the problem is... Our stats department confirmed it. Yes, they did. Uh, I think he can pretty much ask for as much money as he wants, and somebody will pay it. And the problem with the Braves is... It's not a problem. This is a good thing. It's a problem with this situation, but overall a good thing. Uh, Everybody that's on the Atlanta Braves that is an impact for that team, they are signed on a 
multi-year deal. They are locked up with the Braves for years and years and years to come. And so the problem is, if you're the Braves, you're either going to trade away that or you're trading away your entire future and you're saying, if we don't win it in these next two or three years, and then we don't care what happens after that. And I just don't think the Braves want to do that because I think instead of being good or great for three years, I think the Braves plan on being really, really good for eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I definitely agree. Uh, I just can't wait for the New York Mets for some reason to like wildly overspend for Otani and have it somehow blow up in their face. Like, they're going to trade for him or sign him for a billion dollars and then his right elbow is going to explode and his... Just everything's going to break down. Well, it seems like early on it's the it's the Yankees that are the front oh, yeah. runners to get Otani. A because they have more money than everybody else, but they don't anymore. The Mets have more. The Mets spend more. Yeah, but the Mets are the, irre- the Mets are irre- more, irrelevant. They? The Mets are irrelevant. They can spend a billion dollars and they would still be a losing baseball team. I like. I just think that this ain't your uh, grandfather's Yankees anymore well they still have money they have a ton more of money than most. yes but they aren't this team that's outspending everyone in baseball by 50 million dollars anymore but yet they will make it happen if they want otani they'll make it happen like they will make it happen i hope isn't not it, isn't it interesting how like whenever there is a really good baseball player there's this unbelievable entitlement from yankees fans that like if he's out there, oh well, he's gonna end up in pinstripes. Oh, like, <laughs> he's he's gonna be Yankee. He's gonna look great. I, mean, I hear it he's all ours, the time. He's ours for for the uh, taking, and it's it's just wild to me the level of entitlement that fan base has for an organization. Which yes, they've twenty seven rings, but they haven't won anything since '09. So. Let them know. Maybe relax. Let them know. And as a Red Sox fan, I hope Otani doesn't go to the Yankees because I don't want to see him that often. Uh, But at the same time, I agree because it does seem like every time a big player's up, the Yankees are like, yep, he's going to be a Yankee. We're going to go after him. And fans are like, yep, he's going to be in New York and he's going to destroy everybody. And most of the time, it doesn't happen. They obviously have some big names, but the Otani sweepstakes will continue. I don't think he ends up in Atlanta, and I don't think the Braves want him in Atlanta. And I think that's a big, big part of this as well. But hey, hour number one is in the books. Stay tuned. Hour number two coming up. Jack Hutton will join us as we get into the weekend. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. 
You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Friday, July 14th, 2023. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He is Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. And we are joined by Jack Cutton in studio for our number two. Jack, hello, sir. How are you? What's going on, fellas? Y'all doing all right? We are doing, I'm doing fantastic. Great, Jack, how are you? I'm wonderful, buddy. Jack is, Jack is frustrated with me dude okay so <laughs> when i came in i was under the impression that carter was prepared and had done his homework what and he said that oh, i'm just gonna wing it can't believe that you would you, would ask you ever him. go into ask a him. draft uh-uh. my ask goodness him. No, I drafted our fantasy baseball league and I just won it. I'm beating you right now. <laughs> We're tied. We're uh, tied. Are we I not? I have tiebreaker because I have head to head and more points forced. Get okay. at me. Okay. Then we're, and we're tied I'm in this record. week and you're losing. So. Carter and I are one and two in our fantasy baseball league, though. There you go. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Out yeah. of two players or what? Not out of eight. <laughs> we have six more friends. Believe wow. it or not. I wow. know. Like, one of them <laughs> <laughs> well look uh jack is here we are gonna talk some auburn we'll talk some media days and then yes we are going to draft our 2023 auburn football teams jack has been talking about this all week long and we are excited it's 50 day special baby. it is we are 50 days away man how about that 50 days away from auburn football kicking off in 23 you got a uh, favorite number 50 in auburn history Ooh, uh, hmm. I mean, it's got to be a discussion about uh, Dismukes versus Pew, right? Yeah, I would. I would, I would say probably that. go yeah. Dismukes for me, probably mm-hmm. Ben Bradley. Oh, Marcus Harris. You go, Marcus Harris. Yeah, on the board. Yeah, that's, a, that's a sneaky one too. The, yeah. That that is my we are, my second string behind the uh, <laughs> two centers. We are making people that grew up in the 80s livid bad right now that we're talking about only people that have played here since like 2010 yeah well <laughs> oh well yeah. that's fine well we are 50 days away from the start of Auburn football uh we talked some media days and stuff in hour number one uh so if you missed any of that go and catch up with the podcast you know where to find it espnau.com just search on the line wherever you get your podcasts as well so we'll talk some more media days we'll talk with Jack a little bit about all that stuff coming up plus we will be drafting our 2023 Auburn football teams uh some of us are prepared some of us are winging it we'll find out which is who coming up in about 30 minutes but if you missed the announcement yesterday and if you missed the announcement today we also said it here on our show it was announced yesterday on the drive uh we made sure we announced it today and we will make sure that you know between now and football season uh it's been in the works and the contract has officially been signed it is ready to go here at Auburn Network, our we have six radio stations in our family of stations, and two of them are going to have some new uh, some new um, stuff to air coming up this fall. As us here at Auburn Network, we have secured the rights to serve as Auburn Opelika's official flagship stations of the Auburn Sports Network hey for the now. next five years. Hey that's now. right. Yep, that's hey right. Michael. So for the next five years, your home for Auburn University Athletics on the radio will be on Auburn Network's family of stations. How about that? Huh? So for the next five years, beginning with this upcoming football season in just 50 days, Auburn football, men's basketball, and the weekly Tiger Talk Coaches Show will now air on Wings 94.3, our classic rock station. Jack, of course, you're familiar with that one with Auburn High on Friday nights. Yes, sir. That will continue to be the case. So on the weekends in the fall, 
You're going to have Tiger Talk on Thursday. You're going to have Auburn High School football on Friday and Auburn University football on Saturday, all on Wings 94.3. It's going to be packed. Going to be a packed house on Wings 94. Looking yeah. forward Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So then that's going to be football, men's basketball, and weekly Tiger Talk. Then women's basketball, Auburn University women's basketball, and Auburn University baseball will now be airing on AU100. And of course, uh, AU100 is where uh, I broadcast our Lee Scott athletic for the Lee Scott Sports Network. Uh, So football for Lee Scott will still remain on AU100, and then uh, basketball and baseball will now be on Tiger Country 104.5. So excited to uh, be on a different station as well. So we're super excited to have the Auburn Tigers playing on our stations back where they belong. Uh, And if you're excited about uh, if you're excited about this like we are, and you are a business that would like to advertise during the games, business owner, if you're a part of a business that would be uh, in... uh, Uh, If you would like to advertise during the Auburn University games, all you need to do is send an email to info at AUNetwork.com and we'll get in touch with you. That's info at AUNetwork.com if you're interested in advertising during the games this year. So a big war eagle from your Auburn Opelika official flagship stations of the Auburn Sports Network wings 94.3 and au 100 so gentlemen huge news in what will uh, just make our our coverage and our stations and our our company here that much bigger that much better when you have now the auburn sports network all of our high school coverage with auburn high and lee scott uh and just our, our wonderful talk shows our music shows i mean we're doing some big things over here at auburn network so excited to announce that today yeah big move that's gonna be a lot of fun in the fall yeah, don't have it a whole is. lot of content on, on these sister stations. You better so. believe it. You better believe oh, yeah. it. So all of our sister stations here with Auburn Network. So again, uh, we're excited to announce that we are the official flagship stations of the Auburn Sports Network. Well, gentlemen, we are 50 days away from the kickoff of Auburn football and SEC Media Day is coming up next week. Uh, we uh, All of our uh, shows will be there. Doug with the Max Roundtable. I will be there for our show on the line. And then Dan Peck will be there for the drive next week uh, for SEC media days in nashville and jack we've talked about it at length but want to hear from you a little bit about what you want to hear from of course hugh freeze and the players that will be going luke deal elijah McAllister, and cam stutz for auburn and then other sec coaches and players so what are you looking forward to when it comes to media days next week in nashville the saying i always say that describes media days is you can't win media days but you can definitely lose media days I think the biggest thing that Hugh Freeze can do for Auburn, really of any coach, is simply go and not give us a quote that we can go and say, "Oh, that's that that's a bad look for that program," or "Oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna go well," you know, in the future as this program starts to you know to kind of climb the mountain again. So um, I I have tended to be kind of more on that side in in media days past. I think I'll stick there. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Josh Heupel says about the Tennessee situation that's here. Right, Um, which we have yet to really talk about today. Yeah, you've got that. You've also got the Georgia situation happening um, with the the ex-staffer that has now filed a lawsuit against the team. So there's just a lot of... There's a lot of question marks like there usually is around SEC media days. Um, be interesting to see what the media you know kind of grabs onto this time. Do you think that... Because Georgia had their little... like They had their media... Um, they had a press conference, I guess, where Kirby talked to the media earlier this week about the speeding issues that the program has had, and they're trying to get it under control. 
and we we talked to Jordan Hill about how that may have been them trying to get out ahead of it before uh, the start of media days. Could it also have? Could they have seen what was coming at the end of the week too? We're trying to. I don't know. Not. I. It's just. And the comments were weird because Kirby said, "Has anybody really figured out the problem of college kids speeding?" And well, it's like nobody's got eleven instances of people reckless driving, driving thirty miles an hour over the speed limit. I know, and that's what I'm saying. And you better believe he's going to have to answer some more questions next week when it comes to media days. Jack, we talked about uh, Nick Saban not only have to answer questions about Alabama football, but Alabama athletics and that entire athletics department that's had a disastrous ten months. It's it's been a fun ten months, hasn't it? You get your basketball team in trouble for we all know what happens there. You get some assisting. Uh, for that basketball program and then for baseball of course the gambling thing happens with him and so Which, there's a lot of different Pat Forty's story oh my god yeah that was so dumb. <laughs> yeah i read that the other night um but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of turmoil right now and it and i don't know if it's as you know shockingly bad as any more because i think the initial shock has kind of worn off of both of those events but there are definitely some questions to be answered there and so yeah it is going to be interesting it's it almost it's kind of seeming like Nick Saban is kind of moving to, and I don't know if he'll actually get there, but it's almost like he is kind of turned into more of the the voice or the athletic director of Alabama rather than just the football coach. I mean, it seems like everything goes through him, mm-hmm. and so be interesting to see him talk. And you also mentioned uh, the Tennessee stuff that came out today about Tennessee football uh, from the NCAA as they found over, get this, 200 yeah, individual violations <laughs> for, uh, that the NCAA which, found for Tennessee football. Which I'm sure there are so many programs out there that if you go digging hard enough, sure, you're probably going to find a lot like that. But I think the initial... Are you saying college football is a dirty sport? Not at all. I think the initial... Um, no, I, I, I think the initial... <laughs> kind of surge of these violations is is really what put them in hot water well when you start throwing around chick-fil-a bags full of cash yes that's where you run into trouble or if you're will wade and you're just on the phone talking about offering money straight up on wiretaps yeah did you guys were you guys okay with what tennessee got today the punishments did it seem fair to you on what what they got given all the things that the NCAA found. I mean, Tennessee, they got a five-year probation. Uh, they were handed an $8 million fine uh, that will be closer to $9 million and then a total reduction of 28 scholarships. Uh, they did that avoid the huge. they avoided the bowl ban, but yeah, the Which, 28 scholarships is, is massive. If you're not playing in the playoff, who cares? Well, that's, that's the draw of it then is that if you got a bowl ban – you can't be a national champion, and so that's the. I think that's the biggest drawback of that. I am not is a Tennessee going to be competing for probably national not. championships over the next three years, probably especially not. once you strip them of twenty eight scholarships. Probably not. I would say the same thing about last season, where Tennessee was what were they undefeated up until their ninth game or something like that. And so yes. I think that they were in the conversation up until then. I think they could. I, 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 I don't mean, think if they I keep bringing in talent this year. I don't think they can this year. I think that, that at best they're they're a nine and three team. Regardless, it's the guys on the team. What do you play for then? Each other? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know. guess you can you can be the ninety three Auburn team. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's best a good team point. on radio. But I, I think I guess what I'm saying there is if you've got if you got this bowl band going on, you are 
punishing the players currently on the team. And some of them were probably involved in this little fiasco. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also you're also punishing players who supposedly, we'll put it in air quotes, did it the right way that are now on the team and just trying to play ball. And I think that that has some ramifications to it. Would you rather, in 2023, be the best team on radio or the best team on the CW network? Shout out ACC. What's up? <laughs> what a disaster that is. Like, no, I think it's awesome. What? It's like their fifth game every Saturday. I, I think that's great. Put it on, Put it somewhere where everybody can get it. Not it's everybody's going to watch it. it. That's not what it's designed to do. If you put your product on the CW, you're down bad. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. If you are, if you are having to put your product on the CW than, network, okay. So you can go ESPN Plus, where X percent of your audience doesn't have access to it, or CW. I mean, sure, yeah, you're going to get more exposure, but yes, and that's and, and realistically, I think it's, a, it's a good move for your. Do you know anybody that watches the CW? Do you know anybody that watches? Do you sit down Lit at night and fans? say, outside of that, and they don't watch it? Look at the numbers. The numbers are horrible. Do you know anybody that goes and that, sits down and watches where, the CW? Is that where America's Funniest Home Videos lives now? Mm, yes, and it's where it used to be on Flash ABC. And it's where Green the, Arrow. It's yeah, where the all reboot, those shows. It's where the reboot of Whose Line Is It Anyway airs. There's it's a reboot of that. Yep. yep. What is it? Is it? Good? It's the same thing. It's just with a different host. It's the it, exact same thing. Is it the same? Uh, is it whose line is it anyway? With yeah. another, yeah, it's the same thing with the same characters. It's just a different host. Huh. characters Did, didn't know that. Actors, okay, whatever. Is, well, it, is it a reboot if you just change hosts? Yeah, because the name of it is whose line is it anyway? And I guess it's just because I think they. But it's kept, the same I'm show. Like, I'm saying, We're getting way the in the weeds here. <laughs> it is the same show with a different host. Yes. Okay, there you go. Well, again. Like Who watches if, the CW? If Jacob died tomorrow <laughs> and somebody else came in here, it's still on the line. <laughs> it wouldn't be well, a Jake, reboot. Well, Jacob would be off the line then. But I would be off the line. Though. You're right. You are right about that. But uh, but Dang. to come back to my point, we didn't know there was a reboot of the show because we don't watch the CW because nobody <laughs> watches that. And if you're putting your product on the CW, you are desperate for viewers. If you've got a bunch of garbage games in a, in a time slot randomly, and you know that in your cable package, you have the CW network, and that one is, like, every now and then, okay, week one, where there's always a bunch of garbage games. Uh, let's say everybody's blowing everybody out in a time slot, but... I don't know. I'm going to create a hypothetical here. Middle Tennessee State and Georgia Tech are in a three-point game going to the fourth quarter on the CW Network. If I've got a spare screen, I'm going to throw it on because it's entertaining. I mean, sure, but you're banking on the off chance that somebody, when they have nothing else to watch, for them to go to the CW. Guys, breaking news. Real football fans. The Big 12 will be on C-SPAN the year after. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> What's worse, C-SPAN or well, the, the CW? The, the I don't know. Well, might be on C-SPAN too, <laughs> because they can't figure out a media rights deal. Oh my goodness! Well, 
We've gone in a lot of different directions here. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back because I know Jack wants to start drafting our 2023 yeah, Auburn football teams. We'll start that when we come back. We'll carry that through what will be uh, probably the end of the show and into the weekend. 334-321-1390. We'll start drafting when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Terry, you're on the line, man. Happy Friday. What's up? Happy Friday, guys. CW. Uh, Jacob, who watches a CW? That's what I'm saying. Who watches a CW? <laughs> Hang on. That, Carter. Y'all are missing the point here. The point I'm, is, I'm, if you know a game is on the CW and it's a good game and all the other games are garbage... You're probably gonna check it out. I actually. So do can I can I go out on a limb and say Brian Harson will be coaching on the CW next year somewhere? <laughs> no, nah, because the games no. won't be good enough, and I, he won't be Terry, coaching. Terry, Idaho high school football is not gonna be on on. <laughs> hey, on CW. hey, you, hey, you, you pay attention. It may be the next thing to go on the CW. <laughs> Hey, CW's thriving right now. They've got college football and professional golf. It would be almost as interesting as Georgia Tech versus Middle Tennessee State. Uh, do you watch the CW, Terry? No. Does anybody do you know watch the CW? <laughs> Not that I know of. Uh, exactly. So, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I understand the reasoning for the ACC to put some games on there, but if you're in Carter's uh, in Carter's motto, it's if you have nothing else to watch, please come watch our game on the CW. On a Saturday, college football Saturday? Absolutely. And if you get lucky enough, sure. But nobody is going to go out of their way to say, oh, that game's on the CW. Let me go to my TV guide and find it. Hey, there's people with four or five screens going on a a college football Saturday. What'd you say, Terry? I missed it. I said, I'm I'm totally blind, so I don't technically watch anything. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, I guess you don't watch the CW then. So, but uh, I I could listen to it and tell you it'd be great, great for um, sleeping. <laughs> uh, hey, when when yes. when Duke upsets Clemson in Week One on the CW, <laughs> you're all gonna eat your words. <laughs> uh, pardon me while I yawn. Yeah, there um, you go, Carter. Let me ask you a question, Carter. Yeah. What in the world is going on up at Northwestern? Not a lot of good things. Yeah, Carter, tell us um, what you do. It's really uh, kind of murky. I feel like um, there's there's two sides here. There's either there was hazing in the program that was very, very messed up and just frankly bizarre, uh, and these steps needed to be taken, or the the other side of it that is being argued is this is a group of disgruntled players led by a scholarship quarterback that got passed up, I think, by four different quarterbacks last mm-hmm. fall, including a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, I think it, was, it may have been like a walk-on freshman. Um, mm-hmm. And he has organized this to get payback. That's the argument. Um, either way, it's really, really bad. It's, it's a horrible situation. Uh, the faculty... Uh, at Northwestern is now trying to stop their renovation plans of Ryan Field, their stadium, and they have they had a plan to make it one of the nicest stadiums in college football, uh, at yeah, least at least one of the one of the highest uh, like tech um, stadiums out there, 
And if you lose that and you lose, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald's fired. I don't know who would ever want to take that job right now. Um, so you've got that with football. And then baseball, they just fired their baseball coach after he won 10 games this past year. Um, he had the the team basically alleged that he created a toxic environment and a, they hated playing for him and it was really bad. There's also some alleged uh, inappropriate comments about a female staffer as well. And, yeah, I mean, that's been bubbling for a while because I want to say it was a week or two into the college baseball season, his entire staff quit except for one guy. Like, all of his all like, of his assistant coaches quit. Didn't they have, like, 16 guys off the baseball team into the portal? I am unsure about that, but their mm-hmm. baseball program is horrendous. Uh, the stats department is saying that is correct. Okay. Now, that's just mind-boggling. Guys, how old was Pat Fitzgerald? Well, I'm talking like him in the past tense. He's still around. So He, is I want to say he was mid-40s, 50, maybe? The, I mean, he's. I, I, I want to say he was... Uh, I, I, I turned 48, and I wonder if that was true or not. Because if that means he was 48, he was hired he very, very young. He is 48. Very, very young then. He was hired. Yeah, he was hired in... 2001. If you remember, he inherited the Northwestern job when the coach before him had a heart attack and died in that offseason. Yeah. Right. And so I remember that. he took over uh, in 2006 and has been there for, he coached there for 17 years. Uh, I think was the third longest tenured coach in uh, college football, active coach until he obviously was fired. But he's the greatest coach and the greatest player in North, in Northwestern history, which is why this is there's so many people that are backing him still uh, and f- feel that this is out of character. But I mean, it's I mean we don't we don't know what everybody does all the time. Well, let me make a quick opinion. Give you a quick opinion, not a prediction. Opinion, guys. That's going to be one of the first names you hear for the Notre Dame job in two years when they realize that the experiment they're trying is a disaster. Pat Fitzgerald? Wow. Yep. You watch what I'm telling you. I think he might be a little toxic to touch right now. I think I agree. He, well, I agree well, Terry that. said a couple of years. He's going to have to right. get a job. I said a couple of years. Yeah, and and that depends unless, on... Unless he wins all the legal battles right. that are taking place and it gets found that this is a giant conspiracy against him. And then in that case... He could be back on the market for a head coaching job. Uh, I mean, he almost got the Bears job a few years back, guys. Like, he's somebody who has had very high level of success at a very difficult program to win at. I think, I think Northwestern might be the most difficult program to win at in the country. Maybe Vanderbilt with him. No, I didn't say he'd be the next coach. I said he'd be a candidate for that job. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I un- unless he gets cleared of all all wrongdoing in this over the next couple of years, I just don't see that happening. Are you really think Notre Dame cares after two years? Really I, seriously, I think they, they don't care. I think, I think they would care enough to not touch that, especially if they would go seven and five for two years in a row. Hmm. I think N- Notre Dame has a chance to be pretty good this year, Terry. Nah, well, we'll see. I just, I think they made a big mistake letting Brian Kelly get away. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a well football coach and was a perfect fit in Notre Dame and probably intended to finish his career there. But 
at the same time, I mean, I just think that guy, that, 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 that he was the next hot thing. How many times have you heard the next hot thing? The next hot thing was Gene Chizik. How'd that turn out? I mean, not when he was hired. <laughs> well, I mean, he went, look, uh, Carter, he went 5-19 and 19 at Iowa State. I, I, I'm agreeing. I'm saying, yes, when he was hired, no. Because we had the famous, we want a leader, not a loser <laughs> airport guy. Okay, well, let me say that Gus Miles on then. Mm. Fair. He was that yeah. hot thing, right? Fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, look, like, some don't work out, but yep. some of them do. Yep. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too, Terry. Okay. Good to hear from you. Happy Friday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. When we come back, Jack, I promise, we will draft Auburn's football team, <laughs> our Auburn football team for 2023. Don't turn that radio dial. It'll be a lot of fun. Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Let's jump into this thing. We are drafting the 2023 Auburn football team. Jacob Goins, I'm Carter Bird, and Jack Cutton in the studio with us. Uh, we are... Congrats, by the way. I, I spun the wheel of destiny beforehand, and Jacob Goins has a number one overall pick in this. Yeah, but it is a snake order, so one is not great, but it's fine. I do get my first pick. I'm but... really fascinated to see where he goes on the first pick. Yeah, though. it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going like to be interesting. three avenues to me. Yeah, it's interesting. So, Jack, you came up with... With this so i want you to explain it quickly yeah. we've got two segments to get through a lot of picks so we got to get going let's get it so you got three skill players on offense two offensive linemen you're going to have uh four total defensive players you get a d-line a linebacker and a db and then you get one other defensive player anywhere on there so it can be anywhere and then the flex player is the last one you get any player that's not drafted yet so you can fill any of these roles at any time you want to. Right, you can go anywhere at yeah, any time. You can go anywhere at any time, and the the what we're going here is highest value. Okay, so highest value for the twenty three season. Where you you know what are their what's their production at the end of the year? How much value do you think there is? Okay, Jacob, first pick, baby. So the draft order is me, Carter, and then you. Correct? And the, yes, and, and, okay, and then we're doing and snake. snake. So yep. we'll go and go in reverse. Okay, all right, so. First pick of the 2023 Auburn football on the line draft. I am going to the offensive side of the football. Figured. I am going with a guy that is going to be the workhorse for Auburn. He's going to be the go-to guy on the offense. He's going to be a top three position at his position player in the conference. I think he'll be a top five or six guy in the entire conference i will go jarquez hunter with my number one overall pick. nice pick nice pick thought you may go elsewhere but that's a that's a a solid pick i like that for one one i will just go and get it out of the way um i'll just go peyton Thorne. there you go okay. i will take qb1 that's about these three guys are who i thought would go one two three i thought it would go thorn jarquez and then this guy maybe we'll see what y'all think um, I'm staying offense, actually. Okay. So I'm not going to the okay, guy well, at the defense. Automatically, that's been. not where I thought we were going. I know exactly where he's going. I'm taking Rivaldo Fairweather. Ooh. Wow. Okay. I I in round three. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So we each have an I offensive think, player off I the board. I think he becomes Auburn's primary receiver at some point this year. Interesting. Okay. So then with the snake order, you're back snake up. Snake order. Yeah, so we're snaking back around. So I'm going to jump to defensive now, and I'm going to take – uh, 
probably the player with the most upside on defense. I'm going DJ James. Dang it. I knew it. Ah, that's fine. Okay. Whatever. I will... I'm going to take... Hmm. I know. Get a little interesting now, huh? I'll go Keontae Scott. I like because that. Because give me those like punt that. return yards too, baby. Yeah, that's good. I do like the punt return yards with Keontae. I like that a lot. Mm. <clears throat> okay, so with my second pick, I am... Oh, goodness. I don't even know. Um, I need... So remember, we need a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive back. I'm going to go the defensive side of the football, right. and I'm going to go to the linebacker room, and Ooh. I'm going to take... Which one? Oh, there's like three different ways I think you could take this. I'm going to go... It's going to be a... Do not take Demario Tola. <laughs> Why? Is there a reason? I definitely made that when he was still with us. Yeah, well, well <laughs> he's yeah, he is no longer on the Auburn team. I... I want to yeah, pick he's the this first guy. Name on your sheet. I want to pick <laughs> this guy, but I'm going to go with the other guy. It's a sneaky pick. I'm going Eugene Asante from the linebackers room. Wow. I'm going to take Asante. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take Eugene Asante with my second pick. I, that's kind of sneaky. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it is right. So okay, so I've got a linebacker, so we're good there. And then it's my pick again. Yep. I'm going to go ahead round. and say that you never mind i'm not going to give any advice because i don't want to i don't want to hurt my my fellow competitor it's fine that's fine i'm going to go uh to the defensive line really quick and i'm going to go ahead and snatch up um uh flip of the coin i'm going to go marcus harris i think that's a solid pick for your first d for your first d line pick i think that's i'm going to take marcus harris as my defensive line pick all right all right i'm going to protect my quarterbacks uh blind side i'm gonna take dylan wade Ooh, one of the offensive okay, linemen okay, off all right okay, okay remind me who was your uh your snake around pick you had asante i marcus have asante harris. and marcus harris, harris. yep marcus i do harris. i have marcus harris all right and then carter just picked up i completely forgot what you just said he said uh dylan um, wade dylan wade awesome I definitely marked my list with the guys I picked, and I should have marked them with the guys you picked, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got a I've got a running total. Okay, all right, you're up. Yep. Uh, Carter, so you okay? Carter just went. All right. Um, so I've got a wide receiver, and I've got me a defensive back. I think the place that I'm going to go next, I'm going to go back to the running back room. Um, I think I'm going to bypass the one that everybody thinks is going to be the, the 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 big deal this year. Okay. Do it. Do it. I know what you want to do. Do it. Or do I want to do that? Because he's also going to have kick return yards. The round mount of rebound. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I, I'm going to take a uh, – I'm actually just going to keep it safe. I'm going to take an offensive line. I'm going Avery Jones. Okay. All right. So Avery Jones and Dylan Wade both off of the uh, – both off the board. I want to point out that we acted like it was a big deal that I took an offensive lineman so early, and then he took an offensive lineman with the literal next pick. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, Jack, you're back up, right? Yep. Um, so others – I'm going to do – Oh, gosh. I can't decide. I think I'm going to. Let me go get a running back. I guess Brian Batty. I guess. I was thinking about going. Well, I'll give that away later. But okay. Brian Batty, just because I think he's going to pick up some rushing yards and some passing yards, but I think you're also going to get the kick return yards as well. So okay. I'll take Brian Batty. Carter, you're up. Give me big Justin Rogers. Okay. Anchor that defensive line. There you go. Nice. The there trenches you go. are all 
pretty settled right now on my squad. Yeah, so with my pick, I'm going to go with Jeremiah Wright on the offensive line. I need one of those. I also need another one. And to go ahead and get this out of the way, I'm going to take your boy, Carter. I'm going to take Gunnar Britton. <laughs> okay. That's a good line there. Yep. I'm going to take Gunnar Britton and Jeremiah Wright as my two offensive linemen. So I am done with the offensive linemen. What we have, we have uh, that was my fifth pick. That's right. I have five players total yep. right now. Yep. So, uh, so you guys go ahead and pick two, and then we'll kind of recap what we have so far. Yep. All right. Carter? I will go. Hmm. What do we want to do here? I will go. Don't need every position, reminder, just highest value here, so you don't necessarily need quarterback, right. running back, wide receiver. Don't need that. I'll go Jay or Shorter. Okay. I like that pick. Okay, that's a good pick. have a good one. Yep, that's um, a good pick. I'll stay there, and I will finish off my skill position players with Camden Brown. Darn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a good pick. Snaking around. Camden Brown to... This might be kind of... So Jack does not have a quarterback. I do not have a quarterback, no. Correct. Well, I don't have a quarterback. He could have a quarterback. He could. (laughs) Running the Wildcat, baby. Um, Man, I feel like I got to stay safe with this one. Well, I was saying you could could flex your QB. Yeah. Cam Riley, linebacker. Okay. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so what does that give everybody? So, Jacob, I've got you with... Jarquez Hunter. Yep. Jeremiah Wright. Gunnar uh-huh. Britton. Yep. Marcus Harris. Eugene Asante. Correct. All right. Yep. That's what I have. I have one offensive skill player, two offensive linemen, a D line, and a linebacker so far. Carter, I've got you. Peyton Thorne. Yep. Dylan Wade. Yep. Uh, Jair Shorter. Jair Shorter. Keontae Scott. And Justin Rogers. And Justin Rogers. All right. I am Rivaldo Fairweather. Brian Betty. Camden Brown. Uh, sorry. Avery Jones. And then, oh, I just snaked around for the, the sixth round, by the way. Uh, okay. Cam Riley and then DJ James. Jack, I like your offensive skill players. I, you have a good collection of offensive skill players. I went no guys. quarterback. Yeah. Because and you I didn't saw get that the, third pick, and I thought, I don't know. And I snatched up Jarquez, but the fact that you have Fairweather, Camden Brown, and uh, who was your other one? Uh, Brian Batiste. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good... That's a really good group on offensive skill players. Um, there's one on there that I still have my eye on when it comes to who I need uh, when it because I still need two more offensive skill players. So I'm kind of running out of people. But Javarius Johnson's still there. You got uh, a couple other guys. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just looking over the board. Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson still on the board oh, over at defense. Love this. <laughs> this is what I'm about to do. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, we still we can go ahead and make a couple of more picks because if six we round all right because if we get through them, then we can talk about our teams where they quickly before the show gets over so my sixth round was cam riley so carter's up let's air raid this bad boy give me shane hooks i'll take wide receiver one and two for auburn this upcoming season okay okay interesting i'm gonna go because i need an offensive skill player i'm gonna take javarius johnson he's still available right yep i'm gonna take him so he's my second offensive skill player for 2023 and then i'm gonna go ahead and because i think he can really be something i know i have the guy in front of him but i'm gonna take one and two and i'm gonna take damari austin as well in the running back room i like it 
Okay. So oh, my no. offensive skill players are done. I have. You're really trying to run the football. Yes, I am. I'm and just really in case trying we, Carter to run the football. Is throwing it, Carter is Will yeah. Rogersing this draft. Yes. He is throwing yep. this around. I'm running man. the football with Jarquez Hunter, Demari Austin, and then we're bringing Javarius Johnson and on we the don't jet sweep. Who's taking the snap for me? <laughs> but somehow it'll get into a playmaker's hands. Uh, yeah, I'm running the Wildcat. I don't have a quarterback either. <laughs> I'm running the Wildcat. Truly shocked he's gotten back around this many times. Well. I will go big Austin Keys anchoring the middle of my defense right behind Justin Rogers. That's a good pick. It's a good pickup. Very nice. Um, I've got my DB and I've got a linebacker. I think. You also went country on us there out of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about um, let me do. Let me finish off my offensive line. Okay. I'm going to go. See, I, I I was down to two guys here, and I was letting you decide which one I got. Then I'm going to go with Xavier Miller. Whoa! Wow. Never mind! Carter got his boy then. Go ahead. Well, I, I was between two. Well, I got I got Xavier Miller. I can wait now. I don't have to take <laughs> that because, again, I have two. Fair. And y'all are done on the offensive yes, line. Unless y'all want to draft a flex offensive lineman and just... Putting that out there. I don't know if I'll go there. I probably wouldn't um, bank on me doing let me that. Get a, let me... I don't know... I may need to pick up my flex now. How many play- We have what? Three players left. Yeah. Let's try do. to get them in before the break, so we can talk about the teams when All we right. come back. Uh, I'll do. I'll go. I'll finish up. Uh, I'll get defensive line. I'll go. Um, I'll go. Jason Jones. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Carter. I will take. Hmm. <laughs> Do we have I'll Jeopardy go, music queued up or I'll what? Go What's going Larry, on here? I'll go Larry Nixon. Larry Nixon. Okay. I will All take right. the f- best All two right. linebackers on okay. the team as well. All right. Carter or uh, Jack, what uh, what defensive backs are available still? Because I'm about to draft one and I need to know who we you got. You got Pritchett, Simpson, Kyan Lee, Zion Puckett, Donovan Kaufman, JD Rim, hmm. among others. I'll go, I'll go name I Pritchett. I'm good with right. that. I'll go name my pitch. Pritch. Yep. As my DB. All so right. He you, got is, your, you got a snake? Yeah, I got my snake. I've got a defense, any other defensive player, and then a flex. So uh, I'm going to go. Oh, man. Um, uh, are there any starters on the defensive line left, or did you guys snatch all those up? Uh, there now there are a few. some starters. Yeah, starters. Yeah. Out there. yeah, yeah. I'm not, hmm. Is that Kevious Walker? Keldrick yeah. Fox on there still. Yeah. That was one I thought. Yeah. Elijah yeah. McAllister. We already drafted Elijah McAllister. Somebody did, didn't no. they? No. Oh, they didn't? So, no. You know what? I think he's up there. He can have a decent year. I'll take Elijah McAllister. I'll take a chance on the SEC Great. Media Days representative. I'll take him on my defensive player. Carter. All right. So I'm down to one. Let's get him in quickly and we'll talk about it. Yep. I'll take Jeremiah Cobb. Okay. Ah, that's what okay. It, I was going to go for him for my flex, and I was wondering. I've been looking at him. Yeah. I've been, I was sitting there. Well, I didn't think that somebody would take two running backs on the offensive skill like my guy over there. So yes, I did. I thought I had the option of Damari <laughs> and Jeremiah. <laughs> my, um, I'm going to go Caleb Burton the third as my. Flex. Oh man! Go Come on, dude. Um, I've got terrible pick. I got Burton, and then uh, I need either a defensive lineman or a linebacker, and I'm gonna go with or a DB. Any or of a DB? Any of those three? I want Keldrick Falk though. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So then, 
Are you done, Jack? You're, I'm you're done. in. All I'm right, done. Carter's got, got one more. I've got one more, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. I will go because I love him so much. Connor Lou. Connor Lou. That was my that was my one after. Give me some versatility. I'm just there not sure he's center in both guards. Well, well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, okay, so I need a flex left. Jack, available offensive players that are not linemen or yeah, just not offensive linemen. You got um Coy Moore. You got Jay Fair, Amari Kelly. Jay Fair it is. Malcolm Johnson cool. Jr. Jay, Jay Fair, Fair is I my like flex. It. There we go. Or you could uh, – okay, y'all don't have quarterbacks, so I feel like I default win. Do I need a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, you, it's overall who'd value. You, who'd you, overall who'd you value. take on that last one? I took Jay Fair. Okay, Jay Fair. That's my offensive flex. So, okay, we have our picks in. Again, we've been drafting our 2023 Auburn football teams. We'll have just a few minutes. We want to talk about them when we come back and wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line. the line on ESPN 1067 online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app wrapping up the Friday edition of On the Line as we are uh, drafting. We're having a little fun on a Friday afternoon. We are drafting our 2023 Auburn football rosters that Jack Hudden uh, came up with. He was excited to to do this. And so we have, we drafted three offensive skill players, two offensive linemen. We drafted a defensive lineman, a linebacker, uh, a defensive back, an extra, two extra defensive players just for fun. We yep. did two more during the break because well we we, we did a defensive player and a flex as well right a defensive player and a flex and then we added another defensive and another flex so, so de- like defend your team now uh we've got a few minutes just yeah. want to run through them really quick everybody can name your guys and then we're, we're going to have about three minutes Jacob, so not go very first. Long. you're the first name uh, you were drafted first run, yep. run down your team okay. defend defend your case all right so uh so we'll just go offense to defense i have jarquez hunter i have damari austin javarius johnson and jay fair i have jeremiah wright and gunner Britton, the big boys up front on the other side of the football i have Marcus Harris and Elijah McAllister who will hold down the front line I have Eugene Asante and Wesley Steiner that's the pick I made during the break of the linebackers and then I also have two DBs Nehemiah Pritchett and Zion Puckett a guy that I picked during the break as well I've got some big dudes guys I don't have a quarterback by any means but we're going to run the football we've got a wide receiver who we can toss him the football if we need to I feel really confident on my protection up front on the offensive side with Jeremiah Wright Gunner Britton I think they're going to make some holes I think we're going to run all over the place if you can stop the run you may be able to stop us but you won't be able to stop it defensively Marcus Harris I think he's just a man on the defensive side I think he's going to manhandle dudes on the defensive line Elijah McAllister not a popular pick but a senior guy he's played in the SEC I think he'll have a big year for Auburn linebackers I'm really happy with Eugene Asante and Wesley Steiner's a wild card but I went with it anyway DBs Nehemiah Pridget Zion Puckett I think guys can be playing on Sunday I like my team all right, Carter. my team, Peyton Thorne, Shane Hooks, Jair Shorter, Dylan Wade, Connor Lou, Jeremiah Cobb on the offense. Uh, I'm the only one that drafted a quarterback, so I'm the only one that's actually got it. Oh, wait, no, hang on. We're doing Second overall flex. value. Second flex, there was a quarterback finally taken. Uh, I can actually throw the football. My, my competitors cannot. Um, I have what I think is the two best receivers on Auburn's team. Uh, I have the best offensive lineman in Dylan Wade. I have a versatile young uh, interior offensive lineman, guy who can play center or guard, and Connor Liu. Defense is Justin Rogers, Austin Keys, Keontae Scott, Larry Nixon, Kyan Lee, and Jalen McCr- McLeod. I've got 
a big dude in the middle plugging up the interior of the defensive line and Justin Rogers, who I think is the, going to be the best interior defensive lineman Auburn has. I think Jalen McLeod's going to be the best edge rusher Auburn has as well. I have him on the team. I have who I feel are the best two linebackers in Austin Keys and Larry Nixon. The, guy, the first two guys who I think will take the first snap for this Auburn defense. Uh, Keontae Scott, dude just has that absolute dog in him yep. playing the nickel position. And, you get and he's going to return punts. You get punt return yards. Uh, and finally, who? Oh, Kane Lee, freshman Kay phenom. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud. Really good last pick by you there. Um, Thank I'll, you. So I'll Thanks, go. Buddy. I'll go fire. I'll go. So I had Rivaldo Fairweather, Brian Batty, Camden Brown, uh, Avery Jones, Isaiah Miller, and then on the defensive. Well, on I had a flex offensive. That's Caleb Burton. Then I had Jason Jones, Keldrick Falk, Cam Riley, DJ James, and JD Rim and Robbie Ashford is my team. So I went back and got a quarterback because I know that's going to be a popular pick if we're picking this, but. I was trying to go just overall value, highest I mean, value players. If we're being honest, Robbie Ashford in round 12 is probably pretty good value. Yes, it's, it's probably pretty high value there. No, look, I got guys who I think are going to be big-time contributors. I got uh, Rivaldo Fairweather, Camden Brown, who I think are going to catch a lot of passes. My flex guy is Caleb Burton, who I think has the highest ceiling in this wide receiver room. Uh, Brian Batty is my running back, who I don't think he's going to be the workhorse, but he gets those kick return yards. And then on the defensive end, I feel like I'm pretty stacked. I got Jason Jones, big guy in the middle i got keldrick falk high potential guy cam riley's your best linebacker i think and then dj james obviously your best defensive back yeah those I think are my we, guys i think we got some solid teams we, we got really some good do. ones and that was a lot of fun so jack great idea we enjoyed it i'm looking forward to the season we are 50 days away from the kickoff of auburn football and what better way to do that than with sec media days next week in nashville tune in all week long as we'll have reps there with coaches players and all the biggest names in espn media boys have a great weekend. I will not see you on Monday. I'll be back on Friday. I'll be in Nashville. So until then, have a great weekend. Stay safe. I'll talk to you guys later.